Are you guys glad to be in the house of the Lord on a Thursday night? Hallelujah. This time last week, I was in a whole other mindset. Amen. And my mind is still back there right now. Praise the Lord. Like Pastor was saying, we, we, I got back three days ago, but my, my body is here physically, but my mind is still back there. Amen. So I'm going to ask for forgiveness right now. Can I, will you forgive me? If I kind of, I don't know, I guess somebody said earlier, if I have a brain fart or something like that, I just get stuck for a second. Just, it's okay, amen. God is dealing with me right now. Praise the Lord. But I, I, I'm excited tonight, amen. I got something inside of me that is just, just wants to come out. You ever get that, you start shaking because there's something inside you just wants to come out, and you're just not sure how to let it out, and you're kind of afraid that when you let it out, you're not sure what's going to happen? Okay, that's just me. Well, that's how I'm feeling right now. I got something inside of me that wants to come out, but I'm a little afraid because when it comes out, I'm not sure how you guys are going to react, amen? And I'm hoping that you guys are going to feel me tonight. Can I hear an amen? Praise the Lord. So grab your Bibles with me here tonight. I might get a little excited tonight. You might say something, something happened to that brother, amen? I don't know what happened to him over there in the Philippines, but praise the Lord. I want some of that. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Open your Bibles with me here tonight to the book of Isaiah chapter 43. And let me just say this, that this past week and a half was life-changing for me. This is not my first trip. It was not my first trip to the Philippines. I've been there two times before. This is my third trip there. But I, I want to let you know that every time you go, God does something new. God does something different. But every, each and every single time I've gone, God has blown my mind. And I have to say right now that God has blown my mind so much, it's still trying to catch up to me. Amen. It, 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 God blew it so much, but not just my mind. God blew my heart. God blew my heart. And I want to share something with you here tonight. And a portion of this is not, I'm gonna, how many know that preachers are the best thieves? Amen. Praise the Lord. I didn't steal the message, but I stole the scripture. And I stole a few things from Pastor Eddie when he spoke. He closed out the conference there in the uh, San Pedro of the Philippines on, uh, I believe it was Wednesday night. He, he was the last speaker, and it was a powerful message, a powerful message. I mean, it transformed my life. It changed my perception. It just did something in my life, but I didn't really get it at the time. At the time, I was like, wow, that was great. That was a powerful message. Amen. Praise the Lord, Pastor Eddie. But then when I got home, I began to, I watched the DVD. Amen. And just to let you guys know, I have the DVDs. Amen. And I, I got an idea. I want to think, because I want to be able to bless the Philippines. Amen. I don't, know, I don't know who else was able to come back with them, but I'm thinking maybe, you know, of, of getting some more made and being able to, for you guys to be able to purchase them, amen? So you guys can see what God was able to do there in the Philippines, but I want to make sure that all the finances go to San Pedro. Make sure that we're able to bless them, amen? Because how many know that it takes finances to do what they're doing over there? Praise the Lord. Is everybody there in Isaiah chapter 43? We're going to start in verse 18. We're going to read two scriptures here. The Bible says, forget the former things. Do not dwell on the past. See, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? Look at your neighbor and say, do you not perceive it? I am making a way in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. Let's pray. Father, tonight I ask, Lord God, that you would just have your way, that you would just move me aside, that you would move me aside, God, and that your Holy Spirit would speak to your people. I pray that it's your voice that they're going to hear tonight, not mine, Lord God. It's going to be your spirit that's going to have its way here tonight. Open up the hearts and the minds of your people, God, and I pray, Lord, that when we leave this place, we'll know that we have been in your presence, Lord. And Father, I give you the praise, the honor, and the glory in Jesus' name. And together we all said, Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. So I stole that from Pastor Eddie. Hallelujah. He stole it from the Bible. 
praise the Lord. Hallelujah. You can have your seat here this evening. And again, I'm I'm blessed here tonight. I'm I, I mean I'm just bubbling up inside. I don't know how else to say it. I got just something in me that wants to come out. Praise the Lord. How many here like movies? Praise the Lord. How many of you guys like true story movies? You guys think that you ever watch a movie and it says based on a true story? The great movies, right? You're going to say, man, that was powerful because you know, wow, that actually happened to somebody. That was actually somebody's true story. Praise the Lord. But there's also another thing that's called autobiographies. How many of you guys like autobiographies? It's about certain people, a story about a certain person. Amen. And this is kind of where Pastor Eddie started his message. And he hit this, he hit a lot of different things, but he started right here. And this is the only thing I want to talk about here tonight. I'm not going to talk anything about his home. It was just this right here. When I began to watch or begin to listen to his message, this popped out to me. This jumped out at me and hit me right between the eyes and hit me right in my heart and hit me right in my spirit. And I'm hoping that tonight, I'm not talking too fast, hopefully, but also here tonight, I hope that you guys will catch exactly what God threw at me. Because I'm going to throw it right at you tonight. Amen? Is it okay if I throw it at you? Praise the Lord. Don't get mad, amen, if it hits you right between the eyes. Praise the Lord. Now, an autobiography, what is an autobiography? You may say, well, what is an autobiography? Well, it's a story about a certain person, a certain person's life, amen, and they, they try to cram it all into like an hour and a half or two hours. How many of you can't cram somebody's life into an hour and a half and two hours? It's impossible. But in autobiographies, what they do is they bring out certain moments or certain defining moments in somebody's life. And, you, you know, and these moments that they talk about within these autobiographies are usually moments that change this person's life that drastically changed this person's life. How many of you know we have defining moments as well within our lives? But how many know that here in this place, especially here in America, we have what we call a life of routine? Amen? Or am I just the only one that has a routine life? Right? We get up in the morning. Most of us, we go to work. Or some of us, we get up, especially some of those wives, maybe you're stay-at-home moms. God bless you. You get up, you take the kids to school. You come home, you clean the house. Or for the guys that go to work, you come home, you have dinner, we come to church. And then the next morning, we do it all over again. Amen. How many, look at your neighbor and say routine. Amen. A lot of us, we live our lives very much through routine. But for each of us, there are or will be those defining moments when what we do in those moments will determine whether we get closer to our heavenly calling or what we do in those moments will determine if we get farther away from our heavenly calling. Hallelujah. How many of you know that we have a heavenly calling upon our lives? That God has called each and every one of us to do something. And it's in those defining moments with each and every one of our lives that what we do in those moments will determine if we either get farther from God or we get closer to Him and His calling for our life. And I know in this, this past week, being there in the Philippines for the third time, it was a defining moment in my life. It was a defining moment in my life because I went there with the mindset of I'm going to go and I'm going to see people I haven't seen in a long time and I'm going to be happy. It's going to be great. It's going to be fun. I'm going to go to Green Hills. I'm going to buy all kinds of cheap stuff, right? I'm going to come home and I'm going to bless everybody. Well, that didn't happen, amen, because I didn't come back and bless everybody, amen. Praise the Lord. But I did go buy a few cheap things, amen. But that was kind of what I, you know, like Cisco said, it was because I knew something needed to change in my life. I needed something new. I needed something fresh. Not that what was happening here wasn't good, but I needed something else. There was something that was missing. Amen. So for me, it was a defining moment within my life. Now, the moment that you and I accept the Lord, we have a purpose, we have a calling, and are to walk in that calling. God doesn't place a calling on our life just so we can set it to the side or put it up on a shelf. God puts a calling on our life so that we can walk in the calling, so we can answer the call. Amen. When the phone rings and God is on the other line, we need to pick it up. You got to answer the phone. Amen. That's the whole reason why he's calling us. 
Now, in these moments, the perspective we will have will most often determine where you and I will end up in our lives. In those moments, when you have those moments, I don't know what you call it. You might call it an epiphany, or you might come up with some other fancy word for it. But in those moments, what you do will determine, most likely, where you'll end up in your life. Now, a lot of times when we read the scripture that we just read, we hear about God doing a new thing. How many guys love a new thing? How many like when God does a new thing? Amen. God does a new thing. We're like, man, God is doing a new thing. It's great. It's fresh. Or it's a new season. And we think that God is going to take us from where we're at, and he's going to take us somewhere else, and he's going to do a new thing over here in our lives. Right? Is that what we, that's what we think, right? That's how we see it. We say, well, God says he's going to do a new thing in my life. So it means he's going to take me from here, and he's going to take me way over here, and he's going to do a new thing. Can I hear an amen? But here tonight, I'm here to let you know that God is going to start that new thing right there where you're at. He's going to start there right there where you're at. You might even be in the desert right now. But God is not going to pick you up out of the desert and take you way over here to the stream, right, and say, okay, now I'm going to do a new thing. He says, no, I'm going to do a new thing right there where you're at. You might be in chaos right now. You might be going through hell right now. But right there where you're at is where I'm going to start that new thing. Hello. He's not going to wait for the storm to pass. Just like Pastor was saying, he's not going to wait for everything to come together and say, okay, now everything, you got it all together now? Okay, now I'm going to start a new thing in your life. God says, no, I know you're going through trials right now. I know you're going through hell right now. I'm going to start a new thing right there where you're at. Are you with me? Pastor Eddie said this, it was heavy when he said it. God will not change our condition until he changes our position. He will not change your condition until he can change your position. And he's talking about your position in Christ. He's not going to change your condition until he can change your position in him. And then when I was reading that, he, when he said that, God gave me something else. Because how many know that our vision, what we see, or our perception, will determine our position in Christ? Our vision, what we see, will determine our position in Christ. Does that make sense tonight? Well, let me explain. Because the way that you see things, the way that you perceive things, will determine where you put yourself in Christ. If you think, well, I'm just a big, fat loser. I can't do anything. I, I don't have it all together. I don't have it like that guy's got it. She's blessed, and she has more money, and they got the big car. And they're doing all kinds of ministry. And, and because we think like, because we see ourselves like that, we position ourselves, most, most times not out of the will of God. We position ourselves in Christ where we're not supposed to be. And therefore, we're in that condition that we're in because of our position. And because of that position, it's because of our vision. Because the way we perceive ourselves will determine where we position ourselves in Christ. Are you with me? So God will not change our condition until he changes our position in him. Just like Gideon in the book of Judges. He was crying out to God for, to change his condition. But right there in the middle of what he was going through, God called him what? A mighty man of valor. He didn't say, okay, well, let me bring you over here and then let me make sure everything's all good. Okay, now you're a mighty man of valor. No, he said, right there where you're at, right there where you're going through, you're a mighty man of valor, and I'm going to do a new thing. He didn't, wait, he didn't wait till he got him out of his condition. No, it was right there in his position. He had to change his position before he could change his condition. He had to let him know who he was in Christ. He was a mighty man of valor. And once he understood that, once he believed that, then his condition changed. Does anybody's condition need to change here tonight? You see, we have to change how we see ourselves in Christ. Our perception has to change. We have to change the way we look at ourselves in Christ. 
I don't mean you look at yourself in the mirror and say, yeah, you know, I need to I need to tuck here and I need to lift there. That's not what I'm talking about. We need to change how we look at ourselves. We need to look at ourselves the way Christ looks at us. We need to look at our ways the way God looks at us. And I'm telling you, man, when I was over in the Philippines, that's all I could do. I was looking at people the way God was looking at them. I was looking at them the way God, the way Christ was looking at them. And I was saying to myself, how come I can't see people in Hayward like that? How come I can't look at the people in Hayward like that? That's where God hit me. Well, God had to do something in my life. I had to change first the way I saw myself and then the way I saw other people so I can change my position, so I can be exactly where Christ wants me to be because then my condition would change because the way I was feeling was my condition. How come I can't see people in Hayward the way I see people in the Philippines? How come I can see? I saw they were hurting souls. That's all I could see. All I could see was hurting souls. That's it. That was my condition. But God had to change my perception so that I could change my position so I could see exactly where I needed to be in Christ, who I was in Christ. And then I could see my condition change. Did you know that it's, it's possible for God to be initiating something new in your life here tonight and you not even see it? Hello? He could be doing something new in your life right now and you don't even know it. You don't even see it. Why? Because of your perception. Because you can't see it. Right? Scripture said, don't you perceive it? Do you not perceive it? I'm doing a new thing. He said, don't you see it? God is saying, do you see what I see? God is telling you tonight, Hayward, heart of the bay, do you see what I see? Do you see it? Do you not perceive it? This is another thing, Pastor. Okay, I stole another thing from him. Amen. Did you know that every day begins in darkness, that it doesn't begin in the light? That God does a new thing in the dark, but we don't even perceive it. Why? Because we're sleeping. Hello? Right? We think the new day starts, like Pastor Eddie said, when you know the alarm goes off, we roll over and wipe the mochas out of our eyes. And we say, praise the Lord, today is a new day. No, the, the day started a long time ago. God started something new even before you woke up, but we didn't even perceive it. It's possible for God to be doing something in your life here tonight, and you don't even perceive it. See, some of us miss the new thing God is doing in our lives because we're waiting for favorable circumstances. Like Pastor was sharing earlier, when he was speaking, I was telling Pastor Darrell, I said, man, he's messing my message up right now. He's speaking my message right now, praise the Lord. But some of us miss the new thing because we're waiting for everything to come together. We're waiting for favorable circumstances. Well, as soon as God gets me over here and I get the right job and I get the right wife or I get the right husband or I get the right car and I get the big house, then God is going to do a new thing. Then God's going to do that new thing. Then I'm going to, like he said, then I'm going to, okay, God, here I am. Do the new thing in my life. God is not waiting for that to happen. God is not waiting for you to get it together. I think God, he, he's not waiting for me to get it together. If he waited for me to get it together, I wouldn't be here right now. If God waited for you to get it together, you wouldn't be here right now. Because I'm here to let you know something. You're never going to get it all together. We'll never have it all together. Ever. Look at your neighbor and say, Ever. Ever. We're never going to have it all together. So for you to be waiting for these favorable circumstances, you're going to be like, people are going to come to church one day, there's going to be all these skeletons sitting in the pews. Oh, these are the ones that were waiting for all those favorable circumstances. They're still here. While everybody else is out there answering the call of God. Amen? So wake up. See the new thing that God is doing in your life right now. Do you not perceive it? 
God is asking you tonight, do you see what I see? Do you see what I see? God showed me so many things there in the Philippines. So many things. Just the minute I, I stepped off the plane, I was broken. And I couldn't explain it. I couldn't explain it. I stepped off the plane, and I, I walked through the, the thing, and I got out. As soon as I stepped outside, I was broken. God broke me, and I didn't know why. And it bugged me, and it bugged me, because I didn't know why I was broken. But God was doing a new thing. And at first, I didn't perceive it. I felt it, but I didn't see it. I had this peace that fell over me. Some of you guys have experienced that before. When, you, when something happens, and, or you go somewhere, and just this peace came over me. You know, and I guess the only way I can explain it is the Bible says that peace that surpasses all understanding. There was no explanation for it, but I felt it, and it felt like I, I was home. Have you, you ever been away for a long time, and you come home, and you kind of, you get into your nice, cozy bed, and you just have that peace? That's what I felt. I felt like I was at home. Like, this is where I was supposed to be. Like, I'm here. I'm exactly where I'm supposed to be right now. And I felt that peace. And I know God knows my heart. I know God knows my heart and my wife's heart. You know, we just want to do the will of God. That's all we want to do, whatever that might be. Me and my wife have already determined whatever God has for our lives. And I know right now for our lives it's to be here, to be with my pastors, to help them build the ministry. But I know that in the future that could change. It could change. It could not. It could change. Who knows? God knows. But all I know is I know my heart. I know me and my wife's heart that we'll do whatever we got to do for God. Amen? Why? Because I see what my pastor sees. I see what my pastor sees. To the best of my ability. I don't see everything, because sometimes he sees some pretty crazy stuff. If you know Pastor, he sees some pretty crazy stuff sometimes. Amen? But I see what he sees. When we went over there, I saw what he saw. I felt what he felt. Pastor Steve, he saw hurting people on the other side of the world. And in that defining moment, he saw what God saw. He saw what God saw. It wasn't because God showed him a picture, because God showed him in his heart. And he saw what God was seeing there in the Philippines. And in that defining moment, because of what he was perceiving, he made a move. And because of that, countless lives have been changed. And countless lives are still being changed. Because he saw what God saw. Our pastor sees what his dad saw. Pastor Stevon sees what his dad saw. That's the whole reason why we went back over there. Because he sees what his dad saw. He sees what his mom saw. We went back over to make sure that the vision that God gave Pastor Steve over 20 years ago continues. That the legacy continues. That other people would see what Pastor Steve saw. Because what Pastor Steve saw is what God saw. Do you not see it? Do you see what I see God is saying? Or do you see only what you want to see? See, the vision of my spiritual father, Pastor Steve, wasn't for Hayward. It might have started out that way. It might have started out that way. When Pastor Steve and Sister Josie came, that was their vision. Their heart was for Hayward. And they didn't even know Hayward from nothing. And that was their vision. But then God's vision began to grow within him. It wasn't just for Hayward. It was, it was for the world. See, it's time for us to wake up, Heart of the Bay. It's time for us to wake up and shift our perspectives, shift the way we look at things. Can I hear an amen? And see what God sees. And see what Pastor Steve saw. See what Pastor Esteban sees. See what Sister Chella sees. It's time to wake up. 
go ahead and have the worship team come up, amen, and just begin to, as they begin to play and begin to prepare, I remember when I, when I got there to the Philippines, first I went to Pastor uh, Christian's house, I was there for a little while, and then they picked me up, and Pastor Stevan picked me up, Brother Augie and Cisco and a couple of the guys, and we went to the men's home. I had been in the men's home there in San Pedro in about five years. When I was there last time, I would go over there. We were there for three or four days in San Pedro, just at there. We stayed there at the men's home because that's where Pastor Christian and Sister Bossy lived at that time. So we were there, and I, I began to build relationships with some of the guys, and I, I would speak, and I would share with them, and I would try to pour into their lives. And, and then I was five years ago. And this, let's be honest, after five years, you kind of forget, right? Kind of, you know, oh, I remember when I was there. Oh, it was great. It was awesome. But when we pulled up to the men's home there in San Pedro, everything began to come back. I began to see, you know, see things that, are, that reminded me of, you know, five years ago. And as soon as I stepped out of the van, I mean, I stepped one foot out of the van, and I heard this guy scream from the top of his lungs, Pastor Toby! And I remember turning around, and this little short Filipino leapt into my arms. You have his picture? <laughs> leapt into my arms. He began to hug me, and he began to cry. He says, I love you, Pastor Obi. Do you remember me? I was here five years ago. Do you remember? I left. He said, but I'm back. I've been back for seven months. Oh, Pastor Toby, I love you. I'm so good to see you. I didn't remember his name, but I remembered his face. And I was broken that five years this guy remembered me he remembered me why would he remember me and I was broken I was like man and then he followed me around the whole time we were there everywhere I went pretty much if he was there he was with me following me around you know brother Paul right I mean brother Paul and you know God is restoring his life restoring his family you say man I lost this I lost that God is bringing everything back to me pastor Toby and I said, okay, when I come back next time, I said, you're going to be the home director. Amen. And it might not even be in this city. It might be in another city. And he was like, yeah. And he was excited. I'm telling you, they're excited right now. They were excited the minute we got there, anticipating the move of God anticipating what God was going to do there because their perspective had changed. They knew their position in Christ because they wanted to change their condition. They don't want to be what everybody else thinks that Filipinos are supposed to be. They want to be what Christ wants them to be. How much more us? Like Pastor was saying, we're a blessed nation. We're a blessed nation. When you look at what they go through over there and you look at the, the things that they have to do, go through daily, especially the, the street children. I mean, even the men, it broke our heart. We were broken. I mean, every day, these guys, there were street kids that would come and, you know, and bless the hearts. There were some of the women on the team that were there that, you know, they kind of adopted them for the whole time that we were there. They would take them with us in the jeepney when we would go to the conference. They would take them with us, and they would come back with us that night, and they would feed them, and they would take care of them, because then afterwards they would go and, You'd see in the morning, you'd see them sleeping there, right there on the sidewalk on a piece of cardboard. Dirty, filthy, but that's all they know. It breaks your heart. It makes you really look at yourself and look at the life that you live and like, wow, 
Shame on me, man. Shame on me. It's our time, Heart of the Bay. Do you see what God sees? Do you see what God sees in you? Do you see what God sees in you? God has got a calling upon your life. God has got something for you to do. Not just me. Not just Pastor Stephen and Sister Chella. Not just the leadership. God's got a calling on your life. God's got something for you to do. God's got lives for you to impact. Do you not perceive it? Do you see what God sees? You gotta make the most of those defining moments in your lives. You gotta step into that destiny that God has for you. Because it was powerful the whole time we were there. And I've been to a lot of dramas, I've been in different dramas, and I was able to take part in being in this drama. Some of you might have seen the pictures, amen. I'm definitely not a gangster, hello. I tried. They thought I was a gangster, amen. Praise the Lord. And, I, you know, and when you're doing the dramas, you kind of think, oh, man, they're going to be like, ah, that's funny. He's not really a gangster. And you think they're really not getting it. They're not getting it because they don't understand what you're saying because, you know, we're talking so fast and, you know, the music's playing and there's smoke. And do they really understand what's going on or are they just seeing a show? And then you see the altar call. Can you show that other picture? That was the first night. That was the altar call. They're getting it. They're ready. They want change in their lives. There was over, I had 700 people there that first night. <laughs> Pretty much all of them came to the altar to accept the Lord. Never seen that before, ever. I think even Pastor Stephen was saying he's never seen, many dramas and different events that he's, he's never seen that before. See that many people at a drama come to the altar. It was powerful. It was powerful. This is what God has called us to. This is our calling. This is what Pastor Steve saw 20 years ago. He saw all these people coming to the Lord. He saw God moving in a powerful way there in the Philippines. And we got to witness it. Do you not see what God sees? Sometimes we need to just forget about what we see. Forget about the things that happen on a daily basis. Forget about all that stuff. You got to see what God sees. It's so much better. That'll change you. That'll change you. That's just a picture from the back. Come see me later. I'll show you pictures from down on the, from inside the altar call. People's lives broken. Broken. Young people. Older people. Little kids. That's what Pastor Steve saw. That's what Pastor Stevon sees. Because that's what God sees. God sees souls. Would you go ahead and stand with me here tonight? Tonight, I know this, was a, this wasn't a three-point homiletical, hermeneutical message. This was just something that really God just hit me with, amen, when we were there. And I really wasn't sure how to bring it out. Hopefully it came out the right way because God sees your potential God sees exactly where he wants to take you God wants to do something new within your life but he's not waiting for you to get it all together tonight he's not waiting for all these favorable circumstances to come together God wants to do it exactly where you're at 
You might even be going through hell and high water right now. Your family might be being ripped apart. God's going to do a new thing right there where you're at. He's not going to wait for for everything to come together. He's going to do it right there where you're at. Do you not perceive it? But you're only going to be able to perceive it when you're in the right position so that he can change your condition. If you want your condition changed tonight, you say, you know what, I want God to be able to position me exactly where I need to be so that I can change my condition. Or maybe here tonight your vision is cloudy. You're not really sure where God wants you. You're not even really sure where you are right now in Christ. And you say, you know what, God, I need you to change my perception. I need to clear my vision tonight, God, because I want to be able to see what my position is supposed to be. I'm going to open the altars here tonight. I want you to come forward here tonight because I want to pray with you.